Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Christopher Lockhead. Before we get to... The final two questions that I try to ask all of my guests, Chris, I know that our listeners would be incredibly grateful to get your best advice to them. If you were in their shoes today and you had just finished school and you wanted to get into marketing in a company, where would you advise them to go? What type of company would you advise them in terms of like the qualities, maybe even the name of a place where you think it would be a great first job? So first of all, never go through the front door. The minute you make yourself a candidate, you're fucked. Because when you're a candidate, you're like a muscle man wearing a bikini with a number on it. Legends never play a comparison game. Never. They force a choice, not a comparison. So for example, in my career, when I was up for CMO jobs, people would call me and say, well, we're looking for a CMO, we're getting ready to go public, we're doing this, we're doing that, whatever. And we heard you're the guy and this and that and the other. And I'd say, okay, well, you know, what are you, what are you looking for in a CMO? And they'd say, oh, well, you know, somebody who can do the branding and who can do the lead gen and who can help drive revenue and can do product marketing and who can make sure we have a great website and make sure we, all the tactical things in marketing. And my response always was, well, yeah, I can do those things. But if that's what you're looking for, you don't need me. Good luck. The minute you pull yourself out of a situation, people's minds explode. They go, what are you talking about? They go, well, look, I, I can do all those things. That's not my superpower. So it doesn't sound like you, you need what I do. So I'm out, which invariably leads to the following question, because they've rarely had anybody say this to them before. Well, what's your superpower? Oh, I, I don't think you need it because you just told me what you needed. and It's not what you need, but I'll tell you. You see, Susan, in the life of every company, there's an 18 to 24 month period where there's an epic battle for who's going to win this category. And as you know, Susan, in the tech industry, the company that wins the category battle earns two thirds of the economics and goes on to be a great company. I specialize in winning that battle. I love that. But how can a 22 year old say that? Listen, 
I was the head of marketing for a publicly traded company at 27. A 22 year old can say that. Now, maybe not as the head of marketing, but we have to be able to, and I use this word very much on purpose, differentiate ourselves. And the root word of differentiation is different. So the minute you're a candidate, they have a spec. They are the judges in a bikini contest and you're submitting yourself to their judging criteria. They set the context. And actually, if there's one thing I would love everybody to learn, which is there are people who accept the context and there are people who go, I'm not so fucking sure. So one of my favorite expressions is, hey, Andrea, I'm not sure we're having the right conversation. I just had this recently. I can tell you a story about this with a company going public if you care. But to get back to the young person, take control of the situation. What do you want to do? What do you want to learn? And what difference do you think you can make? So if we go back to the young person who says, I want to be on one of these three strategic projects. You know, listen, man, you're 23 years old. You can't find your ass with both hands. You're real cute and everything. But like, no, we're going to leave you over here in the corner. You say, hey, listen, you don't want me in the corner. I am one of the highest potential people you will ever fucking meet. And that's why you want to put me on your high impact project. Because... What I lack in experience, what I lack in age, I will make up for with enthusiasm, with commitment, with a desire to produce legendary results and learn like nobody you've ever seen in your fucking career. So I'm not going to go sit in that corner and work on that nose picky bullshit. And if you won't put me on those things, there's 9 million open jobs in the United States right now. I'm going to go get one where they get it. And here's the aha. I just had this conversation with a 33-year-old genius whiz young executive in finance who I love and admire very much. So she gives me a call and she says, uh, they're recruiting me for a new VP job at at another company. My old boss, the CFO, has gone to this company and they're getting ready to go public. And I need your help in kind of negotiating my package and what you think and this and that and the other. So we go through all of it and we get to the numbers on her package. We'll call her Susan. And I said to her, Susan, the economics on your package are off by like 100%. This needs to get doubled. She's like, well, I'm only 32, 33, whatever it is. And I don't have any experience taking a company public. How can you possibly say I'm worth twice what they're offering me? And I said to her, well, are they a growth investor or are they a value investor? You see, value investors bet on the past. They hire people for their prior performance and they value them as such. You're not that. And if they wanted that, they wouldn't be talking to you. They are hiring a potential, not a prior performance. And guess what? That makes them, if they were a Wall Street investor, a growth investor, a potential investor. They're like a venture capitalist. They're betting on a different future. I had a conversation yesterday with a guy who's older than me, who's done a hundred IPOs. They weren't talking to that guy. They were talking to her. So I said, they're not looking to you for your past. They're investing in your potential. And as a result, they should pay for it. And she didn't quite get double, but she got a meaningful bump up from where she was. And so the big aha here is, particularly for young people, only, only work with people who are going to invest in your potential. And as you start to look for work, only, Start or join a company that is worthy of your talent. 
here's the big mental shift. They need you more than you need them. That's the mindset. Now, look, we all need to have our humble pie and all that, and we can all learn things and all that. I'm not talking about being an arrogant shithead. But what I am talking about is taking control over your life and your career and standing for who you are. And if you don't have a walkaway position, you have no position. So have a walkaway position and understand this. If you're 23 years old, 26 years old, 30 years old, and you're in a discussion about a job, they're not hiring past performance. Because if they were, they would hire this wanker I talked to yesterday who's done it 100 times and is fucking terrible compared to my friend who's 32 or 33 years old, who now has done the IPO and done a legendary job. Oh, by the way, and delivered a baby. And oh, by the way, got a raise. She took the job to take the company public as a VP in finance as she was four months fucking pregnant. And she still took them public. Okay. And this idiot I talked to yesterday who's done this a thousand times, he's the one who can't find his ass with both hands. And so my point is be very careful. Are we looking to talk to people who are betting on future potential or want to buy past performance? And if you are a young person and you're talking to somebody who's saying, well, you know, Susie, we can't hire, we can't pay you that because you've never done this before and say, well, listen, Jimmy, we've been talking for 15 minutes. We are planning on talking for an hour. You can have the next 45 minutes back because I'm not a been there, done that person. And so I'm out of here. Take control of the situation. Position yourself or be positioned. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.